I'm just going to say a prayer. And um, actually, can you all go stand right now? Last week, we were talking about, we weren't talking about, but in the end of the service, we were singing a song saying, this is how I fight my battles. And through worship is how we fight our battles. But I'm going to uh, give a word through the scriptures today to show you why we fight that way. And why we have the victory and some, some steps we take to stay in that victory in order to receive the promises of God in this season, in this war. Okay? Because I believe as a church and as individuals, we're in a battle. I don't know about you guys, but me and my house, we're in a battle. It's a big thing. Enemy came against us, but it's a good thing because I know something's about to happen. The enemy will come and start with the young. Like, you know, you'll think about it years later um, that your, your kids will go through stuff as adults, but why now? And the Lord, so I asked the Lord, I said, why now my children are going through these things now? Because God said, now they're going to begin to do something. Not tomorrow, not when they're 40 years old, but in their young age, they're going to have victory. And I don't know where you're at in your life right now. I don't know what battle you're going through, but I believe God's going to give you victory. He's going to set you free. He's going to open doors for you. And whatever you're feeling inside, the fear, the worry, we're going to address that today. And when you fully understand what God is about to do for you, we're going to worship in the end. And you're going to understand why we fight like that. Amen? So, Father, I ask that you have your way today in the name of Jesus. Father, I just, I, just, I just put aside any distractions, even myself, Father God, even nervousness, everything, anything that will get in the way of what you're about to do for your people, Lord God. We stand in expectations, Lord God, of your goodness and your mercy and your love. Well, Father, we say have your way. I ask you to stand right now because there's a scripture I'm about to read. And I know this, the young kids are in the Sunday school, but if you have young people here, you're just standing with them as well because this is for all of us. This is in 2 Chronicles 20, verses 13 to 17. It says, all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord came on, I'm going to have trouble pronouncing these names, so bear with me. Jaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah. <laughs> Jeez, you can't have nine like Peter and Kim and Todd, you know. <laughs> A Levite and the descendant of Asaphah. And he, as he stood in the assembly, tomorrow march down against them. So right now the Lord is going to tell us that we got, we're going to march down against the enemy, right? They will be climbing up the paths of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeriel. Let, right there, I'm going to share with you that the Lord is going to reveal where the enemy is hiding at. Whatever the enemy is hiding in your situation and what's robbing you of your rest. and We're trying to figure out what's going on in this situation. The, enemy, the Lord is going to expose the enemy and show them right where they are and right what the problem is. Nothing's hidden from God. Anything done in the darkness will be brought out to the light. So in this season, God's going to bring things out to the light. Okay, and... Um, then he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judea and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. You will not need to fight this battle. This is why we worship in battle. Because there's some situations that we have to address and deal with, but we won't have to fight this battle. God's already given us the victory in this situation. For the battle is not yours, but it's God. I wanted to look up, my wife told me, why don't you look up how many times that God said it was the battle? I couldn't even find it. Google wasn't even give you information on that. I was like, there must be many times where God said, you don't fight this battle, I got your back. For the battle is not yours, but it's God. 
You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and, Ju- and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and, not be, and be not be dismayed. Tomorrow, I'll go, out, go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. That is the You can sit down. Thank you, guys. That is the instructions that was given to, to um, Jehoshaphat when they were about to face a, a mighty army. That the battle was not theirs. But when we're facing a war, I was thinking of this, I saw this, this clip the other case. I like these old movies from like the 80s and 70s. Have you ever seen Apocalypse Now? You seen that? That's a crazy movie, right? It makes you sick afterwards when you watch it because it's like dark. But in that movie, um, the, the main um, character, he, he stops at an area where they're building a, a, a bridge. And um, he's going in to get fuel and some weapons and stuff like that. And as he goes in there, he asks, who's in command? And the guy turns around, he's shooting and going crazy and cursing and all this stuff. He goes, aren't you in command? And he was like, what? What's going on here? So he waits to another person. He said, oh, we know who has the answer. And this is guy sitting there because of the battle that he's in. He's like zoned out. Like just sitting there, just, just spaced out. And they call the guy over because there's, uh, there's the enemies yelling at them across from the field. And so he blows them up, whatever. And <laughs> I tell you, it's a dark movie. He blows them up. And he asks them, the main character actually goes, where is your commander? He said, do you know where the commander is at? And he was like, yes. And he just walks away and goes back into that zombie mode. When he goes back to the ship, the, 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 one of the guys on the ship says, do you know what's going on here? He said, every night they build a bridge, and every night the Viet Cong um, blows it up. And they keep doing this every night, every night, just to say that we have a pathway for the army to come to. But the army was never going through there. They were forgotten out there in that, in that wilderness, and they were going to die out there. Because they had no instructions to what to do in this battle. That's one of the greatest things that, could, we could, that it could be bad for us, is that when we're in a battle situation, we're out in the field, when we have no instructions from our, from our command post, where do we turn? And my title today is Orders from the Command Post. In this battle, God has given us a, strict, a direction in the scripture we just read. That we won't have to fight. But there are some things he laid down and told us in our situations. When we go through situations that are very difficult and harsh, the natural thing for us to go through is fear and worry and concern. But we're going to read later on what the, what the actual Jehoshaphat did here in this word. And we're going to do the same thing. We're going to worship. And we're going to thank God for the goodness. But I'm going to start off with this. It says this in, this, in that, that scripture we read. It says, um, stand firm. My wife read a scripture just a little while ago. It says this. It's Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, any, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man and built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put it into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came, the streams rose, and the winds blew, beat against it, the house, and it fell with a great crash. Where is your, your stand, your, what, what foundation are you standing on today? How can you stand firm in a, in a, in a Harsh situation if it's not on the word of God. Life comes. Life comes against us. Storms come against us. Tries to blow us down. But if you're not founded on the rock, you're going to get blown down. Yeah. This is the battle we're in as a body of Christ. Because God is going to do something wonderful. But if we're not standing on his firm, firm foundation, we're going to fall. I had a dream recently where 
I was me and my wife were having a disagreement in the dream. You know, everybody has dreams. <laughs> and in the dream, as I was disagreeing, I see a, a, a demon come out the room. He's dressed like a regular man. He gets out the room, and he puts two mattresses in the hallway. He's hiding behind the mattresses. So I begin to speak the word against him and come against the enemy, and he flees. But when I did that, all my kids and my wife were all singing in the living room. We're singing this old song. It's called Victory is Mine. Victory Today is Mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory Today is Mine. But the Lord told me in that dream, he said, the enemy is hidden. And he's going to try to rob your rest. But don't worry, I'll give you victory in the situation. And you'll sing and worship the goodness of, of God in the midst of your, what's happening. And I'm going to tell you, man, I got, I'm not going to go in detail what we're going through, but the Lord is playing games. The enemy is playing games with us. You know, the Bible says the weapon, uh, uh, weapons formed against you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But, but that doesn't mean the weapon's not formed against him. The weapon's formed against us right now. But because we stand on a firm foundation with, and those winds and rains and those floods are rising, they're not knocking us down. Usually in a situation like this, I'll be going nuts. I'll be speaking in different tongues, but not holy tongues. I'll be looking who to punch and who to kick. This keeps falling, see? This is not on a, a firm foundation. That's what keeps happening. We need, why, does, why does this don't have an extra piece right here, right? Like, so it won't fall out, you know? The next thing it says, hold your position. You know, if we're worshiping for God and, we, and we're fighting that battle in that place, there is a position you have in Christ. Luke 10, 19 says, I have given you authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Don't you feel like sometimes, that's not true, like something you feel like it's harming you? It's a harming your emotional state. In my position as a father and authority figure in my house, I got to take some stuff. One of the things we got to learn as a parent is to say no. I have people in my job tell me, you can't do this to kids. You can't tell them that they're going to go run wild and go crazy if you put all these rules and stuff like that. I was like, shut up. You know how many times when people told me how to raise my children? And because their children were running amok and going crazy. And they said, no, you shouldn't do that because look at my situation. I had a situation one time when someone told me, um, watch when your, when your kids get to teenage years. They're going to run amok, and they're going to go crazy, and you're going to be on the altar just like I am. And I was like, no, I'm not. I said two things. Number one, I have a relationship with my kid, and the other thing, I don't tolerate nothing like that. I take up my authority as a parent. I take up my, to- my authority as a man of God. If the Lord gives me authority over the enemy, why would I let the enemy run all over me? Though we worship and we praise the Lord and we say, Lord, I fight this way, there are some responsibilities where it says stand firm and hold your position. Because the enemy is trying to rock you and trying to move and try to say what you're doing is not working. So it's, try to, it's time to try something else. Don't try something else. Stand firm in what God has told you to do and worship and see the salvation of the Lord come through for you. I know it's mad difficult to stand still and see God move on your behalf when you think I could just do this. My situation, you know, when we get ghetto, in situations you get ghetto, and you say, I think that's the best way to handle this is that we roll up like this, and we, actually, that was my wife that said that to me, I think. My wife said, we should roll up on this dude. Yes. <laughs> Where is she? Oh, she's hiding over there. She want to roll up on people, but I'm like, nah, let's just chill. This is not our battle. You see, when we don't stand firm and we don't hold our position, we end up fighting. 
we end up fighting this battle when we're not supposed to fight. We end up getting in stuff and stresses and, and frustrations where we should never be in. To stand still. I had, I, I, that scripture, this year is the first year I think I followed that scripture. <laughs> Every situation that came to me, I didn't follow that scripture. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go into the word. I'm not going to no word. I'm going to handle this and <laughs> deal with the consequences later. But God's telling me this season, I'm about to do something wonderful with you. God's going to do something wonderful with his church. I don't know if you believe it or not. I don't know if you're looking at the, I'm going to get into the next scripture. Let's deal with the next scripture. It says, do not be afraid. The first thing that people do when they're in a a hard situation is scared of what's what's they're about to face. And sometimes we don't take our position and do what's right of fear that something's going to go wrong even worse. If I put rules, if I do this, if I do this, they're going to rebel and they're going to do crazy stuff. That's fear. The Bible says, I don't give you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is not just a regular emotion that we go through. Being scared or startled. But to be in the state of fear is what God is warning us not to be. Because when we get into fear, again, we fight our own battles. We learn how to do things our way. At At a fearful place, we start dealing with situations out of control. Messing things up. When God had an order to things of what he's about to do for us. And a way out of our situation. When the impossible comes and you can't see down the line. And you can't see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Fear sets in. But fear does nothing for you. It robs you of the peace of God. It messes with your mind. You lack power in that situation. Our power doesn't come by the flesh. Our, our strength doesn't come by that. But it comes by the spirit. So when you lack in the flesh, the spirit should be strong at that moment. It says, do not be dismayed. I didn't know what dismayed means. So I had, to, I had to look it up. And it says, to have a courage broken to pieces by the sudden surprise. I don't know, since last year, we've been, we've been hit with stuff to, to cause us to be dismayed. When it comes to a death in a family. Situation. Every time my wife calls me with something, it's like, oh, God, here we go. It's like the work. Because she would usually text me, right, babe? You'd be like, love you, babe, but it's... When it's like, you need to call me. I'm like, Jesus, is everything all right? Because I don't want to talk to her and, and, and deal with that sudden boom hit on me. And a lot of times those sudden things come. But to this year is the first year in my life where that situation came and it did not move me. Where I had peace in the situation. Where I knew there was a way out. You know why? Because God told me I'm going to make a way for him. I'm going to fight your battle. And he not, only, not only the scripture came to me, but he warned me in a dream. He said, something's about to try to rob your rest. And it's hidden, but I'm going to reveal it to you. And in the end, you and your family are going to be proclaimed the victory of the Lord. So I knew I'm about to go in through something. I'm about to go through this situation. But for some reason, I know the end. So wherever I go in the beginning, where I go in the middle, it does not matter because the end brings me victory. Today, I don't know what you're going to go through. Some of you may be going through battle right now in the war. Some of you may be shell-shocked today. You've been in the, on the battlefield too long. And you can't even function properly anymore. You, can't even have, you don't even have faith. You can't even trust God anymore because you've been in the, the war path. But I want you to tell you God is telling you to rest today. That he's making a way out of your situation. If you put your trust in God, if you trust him to make a way for you, if you put all your faith in him, if you do not fear, if you do not be dismayed when the situations come to you, but you put all your hope in the Lord, you're going to see a way out of your situation. Check this out. 
You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, this will be the shortest preaching ever I'm going to preach in my life because I want to worship. I'm one of those dudes that sit in the back and I'm like, I don't know. This ain't finished yet. Where's the preaching? <laughs> I'm in a season, such a great season where I just want to worship all the time. I always say this to my wife. You don't use your talent in singing. The Lord's going to give it to me and I'm going to sing. <laughs> I'll be waiting. I'll be like, Lord, is this the moment right now where I can just get on this mic and start? <laughs> I hear my daughter singing in the room. I'm like, you ain't hitting the right note. What are you doing? Like, trying to act like, trying to claim something. You don't understand, you don't understand how, good, how good I feel, and, and I'm going through hell, man. I thought I was going to cry or anything, but I don't feel like crying because I feel so good that God is going to make a way out of every situation. What are you waiting for God to do for you? I'm going to tell you, anytime you're a threat to the enemy, stuff is going to happen to you. If nothing's happened to you, bro, you ain't no threat. You ever go to a situation, I always think of girl stuff, because I don't know, guys, we don't have no beef usually with each other. But girls, you know, they get pretty and stuff like that, and the girl's like, I don't like her. I don't like her face. She thinks she's better than me. You don't think she's better? She never said nothing. But what man, you think it's better, you know, because it's like a challenge situation. I want to say something about my wife. I want to give her props today. I don't know, this had nothing to do with where I was. I won't give my wife props. My wife was beautiful, you know. She takes care of herself. She, you know, we, we wait for her to get her doll, herself dolled up, amen. The Lord has dealt with me with that season of waiting. I could, I could wait. Those who wait upon the Lord, he renew your strength. So I, the Lord has taught me to wait. He told me to go downstairs and warm up the car, you know, for 20 minutes. My wife is just not about beauty and makeup. My wife is the kind of lady that's making breakfast in the morning, making dinner, cleaning the house, crying out to the Lord in the room. That's what makes a beautiful woman. My wife is in there crying. What are you doing? I'm in the room. Just give me, give me some time. And she's in there worshiping and crying out to God for us and our, and our church and our family. And when she gets up on the pulpit and when she sees see these things, you got, I want to let you know that you're not, just not someone that's pretending or acting. I know a lot of us are good actors. I can't act that well. But a lot of people are good actors. My wife is not acting. This is where she lives. Since the day I met her, the same arguments and the same attack that she's been getting is the same thing she gets today. I remember when I, was, when I went to date her, I was like, oh, she thinks she's so conceited. She's like, Bar-. they'll call her Barbie. <laughs> I was in the youth, they were calling her Barbie. Remember that, babe? But they didn't know what God was doing in that situation. I don't know. When I look at you guys, you see the beauty in you guys. You see the goodness of God in you. No one knows your story but you. No one knows what you go through every day in, every, in, every life, in your life. And then when you come to church and you worship, no one understands that. But God understands. And I believe he's going to give you victory today. I don't know when the situation might not be over. We might be still going through it. But I'll let you know that we're going to worship because we are victorious in this situation. Amen? I'm going to read this. Uh, I'm going to read this final scripture. You know, we were singing last week. We were saying, um, this, is how we, this is why we worship. And you heard that song. We kept singing it over and over. We, were, we didn't get no more information, right? <laughs> like, this, is how we, this is why we worship. Why we worship that way? This is why. This is 2 Chronicles 2, verse 18. Jehosh, after, this is after they heard the prophecy. They all were waiting. They were about to face this battle. This whole situation was overwhelming for them. And this is a Jehoshaphat's response to the word that God gave him. Jehoshaphat bowed down his, with his face to the, to, his, to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. Then some Levites from the, I don't know, Kohathites, whatever. See what I'm saying? You can't see. I'm going to say some Levites from the Bronx and some Korites stood up to, and praised the Lord. The God of Israel with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left, left for the desert of Tokoa. 
as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me. And I'm going to say this, listen to me. I'm not the king or anything like that, but I'm saying listen to me. Judah, the people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in the prophets, and you will, see, you will, be, you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out, and, and, uh, as they went out ahead of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush. Check this out, yo. What you cannot handle on your own strength, what you cannot see in your own eyes, in our worship and in our battle, God's doing something wonderful. When you come to worship, we're not worshiping because we like the song. We're not worshiping because we're down and out. We're worshiping because we have the victory. And in our worship, war breaks out. If I'm in the battlefield and the order comes from the, from the what the, I don't know the title of the message again. What was it? Order from the command station, whatever, right? I changed my, didn't I change my title like seven times? I hate making titles. That's what I got my wife for. But when the word came in a situation and told you, this is what you do in this battlefield. This is how you handle these situations. They went forward and moved, and moved what God had them to do. Amen? As they began to sing and praise, and the Lord set an ambush against the, against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and the Moabites rose up against the men of the Mount Seir. See, they're attacking each other now. I'm going to say, when the presence of God is in the midst and you're worshiping, look at the enemies. You can't stay still. The enemy can't stay. Can't, you know, they say confusion is not of God, but the enemy says, the Lord sets a confusion on the enemy for what they're about to do against us. Amen? So the Ammonites and the Moabites rose up against the men of the Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. Not just destroy them, annihilate them. I don't know what the difference is, but it must be like there's nothing left. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. See, after an army came down, they were all going against uh, Jerusalem and, and, and Judea. And the army came down, started destroying the other army. And when they finished destroying the army, they started destroying themselves. The, enemy's got, the Lord's got a plan against the enemy in our worship that everything that has rose up against us, everything that's hidden, everything that's planned to set a force against us to attack us and destroy us is going to be annihilated. Every word that rose up against you is going to be annihilated. Every attack against your finances will be annihilated. Everything that comes against your marriage and your children will be annihilated. Nothing will stand against the, the, the Lord. Nothing can rise up against you. It may try to rise up against you. You may be going stuff, but it will not prosper. You need to learn that today and know that today that anything that comes against you will not prosper. Don't think because you're going through something that the enemy had his way. It's not going to prosper. What it's set out to do is to destroy you. If you're not destroyed, then it did not prosper. How many old things you overcame in your life? Some of you overcame stuff that you wasn't even the Lord. And you say, I overcame cancer or I overcame a gunshot wound or some nonsense like that. But you still overcame. You're here today. How much more God is going to do for you in this season? See, I say this stuff for a reason. I don't know. I always say this to my kids. I don't know what God is going to do. I don't know in the fullness of that yet. But what I do know, something's about to happen. Something's about to happen soon. And the enemy is going full throttle at all of us in this church. One way or another, the enemy's coming. If you're not going through something now, the enemy's going to try to come at you. But today, you're going to stand firm knowing that I know that in the end of this situation, what's about to happen is my victory. I'm going to finish reading this thing. When the men came, I, I, I don't know where I'm up to, 24? Yeah. 
When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. The battle was won right there. They didn't even have to face the enemy. The enemy was already dead. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry out their plunder, and they found among them great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. What God is about to do, I thought I said I was going to cry, but what God is about to do is going to take a long time to receive the goodness that was about to happen. In other words, whatever the enemy has set before you to destroy you, when it's time for me to receive my blessing and receive the promises of God, it's not just going to come in one day. It's not just come in two days. It's going to be a long time of receiving the goodness of God. So when the enemy is set up to destroy us, God is going to do something wonderful. I don't know if you're waiting for salvation for your family, but salvation is going to come for them after this battle. I don't know if you're waiting for a blessing financially or a job, but God's going to come through. I don't know if you're sick in your body, but God is going to come through. I don't know what you're waiting for in this church that God to do, but God is going to come through after this battle is over. In the third day, you know, it says Jesus died. Sometimes when there's death in our lives and there's situations that seem like it's just gone, there's nothing going to happen out of it. We, it brings us this fear and this worry that, of insecurity that what's going on? Our, like they were saying, our Savior is gone. What do we do? And they were hiding out. But I tell you today, come out of your hiding because in the third day, Jesus rose from the dead and took back the keys of our sin. Put on, the, on, on himself, put all, everything that we, we planned to go through, the things that we went through was on the cross. And on the third day, he rose. God is going to come through for us in such a wonderful way, church. I, had to, I, I couldn't see the end of my situation. I couldn't see. And I'm in the situation. I'm not over it. I'm not preaching from a place of, 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 of it's over. I'm preaching from a place of victory. Even though I'm in the, the storm, even though I'm in the best, I'm preaching from a place of victory because I know what God promised me, what he's going to do. So I call. I, no, I told Ephraim I was in the bathroom. You know, we talk, men talk in the bathroom, too. When we're washing our hands, right? Because, you know, it's a sin. It's a sin to talk to me when you're using the toilet. So don't come in the bathroom and say, how you doing, brother? I ain't saying nothing to you until I'm finished. Amen. That's, that's just a side note right there. Amen. Even if it's Pastor George, I'm like, yo, man, chill. Don't talk to me. It's a rule. And go on that side. We're over there. Um, but I'm going to call the, uh, the worshipers to come up right now. We read in the scripture where it says they called the worshiper. Joseph had called the Levites and the worshipers to come up and worship. And I need you to know today, we're not just worshiping just to sing these songs. This is how we fight our battle. We got orders that we don't, this, this, this battle is won for us, that God's going to fight for us, that he's going to give us victory. And every situation that you feel that seems like a discouragement, I want you today to give that to Jesus in your battle, in your fight today. As we worship, you give that to the God and say, no, I don't want to be afraid no more. No, I'm not going to be dismayed in this situation. No, I'm not going to give up. No, I'm going to stand firm on God, what he's about to do in my life. And watch how God comes and annihilates your enemy. What you can't, what seems, you know, I hear the word all the time in, uh, in my house and sometimes in my job, it's impossible. Yes, it's impossible. I can't do those things. But I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. And I stand because Christ strengthens me. He renews my strength. But it's time to worship, y'all. It's time to defeat this enemy. God has something wonderful for us. I don't know where God is going to take us in the next couple of months or year, but I know God is going to take us to a new level. I know God is going to shake up stuff that 
that hasn't been um, moved in a long time. I don't know what, what, what in your home, that things are out of control in your home, or things are out of control in your job. But we ain't going to be crying about that and whining about that no more. We're going to take a stance of victory as warriors of God and say, you know what? I know this thing is kind of crazy. I know this is out of control. I know I feel defeated right now. I don't know. I can't see the end of this situation. But I know the, my end lives with victory. Just like that dream I told you, victory is ours. Victory today. And I want you to stand for When you stand up in worship, can we all stand? I don't know if you're waiting for me to tell you to stand up. Can we all stand? When you take your position, before we start worshiping, when you take your position today, I want you in your heart, whatever your situation is in your way and is trying to stop us, not only as a, one, a whole body, but as an individual, trying to stop you from the plans of God, I want you to tell the enemy to get behind you. Because when Peter was in the way and was allowed to use by the enemy to tell Jesus, come on, don't go to the cross. He was so focused on the earthly things that were going on. Maybe you consume with everything that's going on in this world, in your life, in your family, all this nonsense and stuff that trying to prevent you from moving forward what God has to do in your life. But tell the enemy, get behind me because I know what God is taking me to. Get behind me because I know the plans that God has for me to prosper me, to give me a future and a hope. That's why these things come against you. Why now? Why these things come against you? Because you are a threat to the enemy. And every, from, as we move from glory to glory to glory, God is going to show you every step how to fight these battles. And I'm going to show you right now as we worship today, just let loose, man. Think about your situation and think about how I'm praising the Lord because the Lord is going to defeat my enemy today. Amen? So I don't know what's in your heart to sing, but tear up the mic. I'm going to stay up here because I'm going to you know. stay sing. sing no, 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 I don't want the spirit of humiliation. Come on. <laughs> we sang this song earlier today, but I want to sing it again. Call upon the Lord. Come on. And I want you to sing these verses. And I want you to declare today. Just help me say we need. We need no other hiding place. Our hope is safe within your name. This we know, say. Jesus Christ. 
going to declare Jesus' name will break every stronghold. Do you believe that this morning? Come on. Then just lift your voice and say, Sick Jesus' name
movement. Come on, just come, come on. everybody together. We're going to worship together because when there's two or three of God, the Christ is in the midst. And he's about to do something wonderful in your life. Let's not miss it, y'all. Let's not miss what God is going to do for you. I want to hear testimonies of God's goodness. I want to hear how God has opened doors for you. I want to hear how God has blessed our church, how God has moved, how he took the impossible situation and turned it around for our good. The enemy is defeated, y'all. He's not, he's like a dog barking. I don't know if you've seen the Black Panther when they got that force shield over the wall. The enemy's outside barking. We only can let in if we let him in. He's defeated. He has no power over you today. So as we worship together as a family, not just your individual family, but as a body of Christ, family, church, God is going to annihilate your enemies today. Let this be the beginning of your breakthrough. Every chain, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's lust. I don't care if it's anger. I don't care if it's poverty. I don't care what it is. Today is broken in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. So let's worship him. Because he's good. We worship him because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. The victory he gives you, the anointing he gives you, the power he gives you. We're not going to just bask in that, but we're going to bask because God is good. And he's always good for us. Amen? So let's worship. I don't care what you want to do. Jesus' name will Come on, just call on his name. In Jesus' name, above every other. Oh, hell, the power of Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we'll break every stronghold. Freedom is ours when we call his name. Jesus' name.
Walking in victory right now. See, mighty is the Lord, mighty is the Lord, mighty is the Lord. Oh, say, mighty is the Lord, mighty is the Lord, mighty is the Lord. Oh, we say, mighty is the Lord, mighty is the Lord, mighty is the Lord. Able to save now, say, mighty is the Lord, mighty is the Lord, mighty is the Lord. Believe it, say, mighty is the Lord. Somebody bless the Lord in here this morning. He is awesome in this place this afternoon. Wow. Father, we love you. We enjoy your presence each and every time. Father, Lord, you're doing wonderful and great things in the lives of your people, in the lives of your church, oh God. Father, the enemy has not won. No weapon formed against us will prosper, Lord, but they will fall to the sides. Any arrows, Father, that are pointed near us, Father, will be cast down. Father, will be stopped, Lord. Father, because you are strong. You are our strong tower. You are the wing, Father, that we can hide under where we can find rest, oh God. There is rest for the weary ones here today. But then there's a time to rest, but then there's a time to strengthen up, to gird your loins and to move forward. 
You see, God is saying, I'm giving you a time of rest, but then there's a time for war. And there's a time to stand strong. And stand strong on the word that I've already spoken in your life. The word I've already given you. You know you have the weapons of warfare to defeat any attack, to defeat the enemy. You have it in your hands. It's right in front of you. The church has the weapon it needs to overcome this world. But for so long we've been using it for our own gain. But God is saying that I've given the church these weapons to overcome the enemy, to overcome this world. Because my love is so deep that I do not want anyone to perish. This is why I gave all so that you could have all. So if you're here today, if you're watching, if you're going through a storm, come on, you know when the storm is over, the sun comes out and it's, you don't even remember it no more. The water dries up, flowers start to bloom. So God is saying, I've brought you through. I'm the one that's brought you through. Where your strength has failed, I've continued. And I've taken over. So you have victory here today. Victory is yours. You already have it. All you need to do is claim it. It's yours. Father, we love you. Father, we desire you. And if we've offended you in any way, we ask your forgiveness, Lord. Father, hearts is to start new because you've given us a new beginning, oh God. But we know that you've not given up on us, oh God. So remind us, oh God. Remind us, Lord, each and every day of your purpose, your love, of your plans for our lives, oh God. So that when the enemy comes, when the things come, Father, come against us. Father, you continue to raise up a new standard, oh God. Because that's what you do, oh God. So, Father, we declare today that you are Lord over every aspect of our life. Everything, Father, from our kids to work to every situation. You are Lord over it and we surrender it to you as we surrender ourselves, as we surrender our hearts to you today, oh God. And we ask that you take over, oh God, that you take over, Lord. We call it the takeover today. Today is the takeover. God has come to take over. Father, we ask your blessings as we leave this place and your security and your peace that we would just walk out these promises, oh God, that you've made to us, that we would walk out the victory, that we would walk out in the strength and the anointing that you've already provided for us, Lord, because we know that we are blessed. And if we are blessed, then we must be what, people of God? A blessing. Come on, somebody bless somebody on the right and the left. On your way out, bless somebody. Have a wonderful week.